Welcome to episode 111 of The Endless Stream. I'm Aiden, and this week I am joined by Kevin. We are two artists, illustrators, filmmakers, and all-round shit-talkers. And each week we take some of the endless stream of content brought to you through Netflix, Disney+, Hulu, YouTube, Spotify, Amazon. Wherever you get your content, we take a chunk of it, we watch it, and we talk about it. This week we're talking about a bunch of stuff. We're running a little late on the release. This episode has been posted two days later than usual. Sorry about that, we had a, a scheduling conflict. But this week we're talking about a, a bunch of stuff. As a result, we had more time, we watched more things. We saw the Mario movie, I saw Air, Hustle, uh, Kevin saw Dungeons and Dragons finally. So there's a bunch of stuff on the table to chit-chat about this week. If you like what you hear, please consider subscribing to the podcast, heading over to Spotify or iTunes, liking, subscribing, rating, reviewing. All of those good things really help us out. And tell people about The Endless Stream. Spread the word. It all really helps the podcast out. On top of that, you can go to Instagram, at The Endless Cast, where you can see art and clips put up for each episode. And it's a great place to send us a message. Tell us you disagree, suggest something for us to watch. It's a great place to engage with us over there. All of that being said... Let's get into the episode. Sad news this week. Ray Stevenson died. Ray Stevenson. Yes, Blackbeard from Black Sails and Volstagg from Thor. Frank Castle from And the Frank Punisher Castle Warzone. from the Punisher Warzone. I forgot about that. Yeah. And he was Volstagg, that guy in Thor. The Voluminous. Yeah. Yes. Voluminous. The Voluptuous. Oh, don't don't uh, don't undermine his achievements. I think I hear I think I hear my dog creeping outside the door, but I'm not going to go to her because she could have come in here if she wanted to. But she's being a creep. Stevenson was on Rome, I think, on HBO way back. Yes, I saw him. Yeah, yeah. That's when I first saw him. I never saw Rome, but I might have to go back and give it a look now. You'd like it. Lucy Lucy, Lucy Lawless is in it. Is she in that or is she in Spartacus? Because I know she's in Spartacus. No, she's in Rome yet. Is she? Yeah, pillock. Yeah. Oh. You pillock. Google it there and prove me wrong. Googling it now to prove you wrong. Yeah. Google it there, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Numpty. He's in Dexter as well. I don't know if you ever watched yeah. him in Dexter. Of course Dexter. I watched Dexter. Him he was the Dexter. villain in like oh, season. Okay, Jesus, bloody. Aggression. Aggression. You're coming at me. Sorry, I've been in Dublin for too long. Been in Dublin for it's too long. my go to emotion. Of course you watch Dexter. Yeah, no, not of course. There's like seven seasons and not all of it's good. He was great. He had a very powerful presence. He was a big figure. Was he in Rome or was he in Spartacus? Uh, well, Stevenson was in Rome. Yes, of course. Um, was he in Spartacus? No, I never, I never said he was. You said he was. No, I said Lucy Lawless was in Spartacus. Lucy Lawless was in Rome. Well, she was definitely in Spartacus. Xena, the warrior oh, princess. God. Yes. <laughs> thought she was in Rome. She might have been in Rome. That's what we're trying to confirm. Like on holiday, maybe. What are we doing? How have you ground this to a halt? When I ground this to a halt. I ground. How long does it take you to? How long does it take you to Google Lucy Lawless? I can find mm. out right now. Sure. Yeah, I'm googling Lucy Lawless. Rome is not listed. Didn't burn notice. Yeah, she was great in burn notice. Nope. Oh, Spartacus. Then she was in Spartacus. All right. Seen the Warrior Princess. That was an awakening, let me tell you. Mm. But it's good. I, I like you know, as a as a grown up, as a millennial, millennial, one of my first big female crutches was uh, a powerful woman and potentially a lesbian. Gabrielle was also a massive crush. Yeah, I think the potentially aspect of that has been um, 
revoked. You know, like the creators after the fact. Maybe, maybe it's retconning. Maybe it's finally being able to say the quiet part loud. But, yeah, uh, they definitely. They were definitely in relationship together. Sure, like got it. That was kind of that was painfully obvious from you know essentially uh, when you watched it. No, 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 no. They were just good friends. There was a platonic love for one another. The same way me and you are good friends. Exactly. Same way you and me are good friends. Because we're really good friends. We're very good friends. Very close. Very good friends. We have an intimate friendship. We have a close, close friendship. It's very close. What's your middle name? I'm not going to say it on the podcast because people can use that against me. Ah, okay. You know, it could be a Kevin question. Adolf McNamara. <laughs> close enough. <laughs> Uh, we're recording a little late this week um, I also say M a lot I'm trying to phase that out uh, we, When I was in primary school We had a teacher to make you stand up and talk And if you'd said M He'd get angry and he'd sit down And then be the next person And it was like basically last man standing Feels like you could do that as a game without anger form um, You could make that a fun mm, thing rather than a Yeah I suppose Yeah, 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 yeah. How else we were going to learn they had to put the fear of God in us so we'd understand that we were terrible, sinful children. Yeah, we're recording a little late. I had two l- l- nights out, I guess you would describe them as, where I came back and uh, was not really in a fit state to record at what would have been 6am. We went to uh, we went to an arcade up the road and a bowling alley and then a cocktail club, cocktail bar up, up at the top of it. And the bowling alley was really good fun. I haven't been bowling in forever. Bowling is the best. There was, bowling is the best. Yeah, I, I, I really want to do it again. Uh, yeah. With a bit of like room to practice and a little bit of understanding of what you're actually trying to achieve, like being older, because it's I, something you do as a kid. I can coach you. I'd love I it. I'd love it. Can you tell I'm me how to I'm, twist the wrist? I'm very good. Uh, only thing I can't tell you. Only thing I can't tell you. Twist the wrist. Do the old flicker. The old flicker. The old spinner. Leg out. Oh, yeah, the old spinner. Do we, do you have any notion as to what weight your ball should be? Uh, I always go for around eleven kg. Interesting, interesting, interesting. I think it's 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 light enough to be able to put some force behind it deliberately. Yeah. Uh, but it's heavy enough to do some damage. Yeah, I feel like there's got to be some metric, you know, like when they fit you for golf clubs and stuff like that. Like there's got to be some, um, like or or like getting on a bike, you know, the sort of stand over the thing and can you lift the bike? Like there's got to be. You know, the, the saddle up to your hip kind of job. Um, I think the ball I was using was slightly too heavy, but it was the only one that had uh, adequate thumb size for my gir- girthy thumb. What weight was it? I think it was 12 to 14, somewhere in there. It wasn't labeled. Show me your thumb. Yeah, it's probably a 12 or 14. Thanks. Uh, but that was great fun. And then we went to this place called Spilt Milk, which is... A bit of a, I guess, Logan Square cocktail bar, like people know it. There's, there's a few of those places. Like me saying, like people know it. It's, just, it's kind of a local bar, but it's been mentioned to me as a like spot for cocktails. And you do like a good cocktail. I like good cocktail. And so I just ordered two old fashions when we got there. They were bad. Way too much whiskey. Not enough of the other elements that balance it and sweeten it and add the bitters. It was just wrong. Mm-hmm. which I thought I was ordering like the safest cocktail there. And then a third friend arrived and ordered something more elaborate. He saw gin and cucumber, but missed the ingredient gochujang, which is a Korean chili paste. Gin and cucumber is like 
fairly standard combination. Yeah, but it was the other... It would have cracked some pepper over it. It was the other ingredients that made this kind of like a spicy yogurt that was... You see, okay, so they put that paste in there because, you know, a decent gin and tonic is your gin, your tonic, cucumber slices, and cracked pepper over it. Yeah. But they went went all artisan with it and went with their miso paste. Again, this was called a mean bean. And... It wasn't miso paste. It was gochujang, which is oh, excuse me, a real thing apparently. Yeah, well, I don't doubt its existence. And I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't, uh, I don't think you're a liar. I wonder, do I have a picture of this fucking menu so I can see what's actually in it? Oh, I do. There it is: gin, falernum, cucumber, gochujang, lime, celery bitters. So Ugh. it was. It was cloudy red i thought it had a little, like a tomato vibe to it but the paste it was it was not good it was not my it was not to my taste let's put it that way and we went into the bar sure. and afterwards and like we were like what the hell did you order and he's like i don't know it had gin cucumber in it and we looked at the menu and i was like oh it was this one and i turned to chris and said he ordered this one and chris looked at me and went, okay three of the mean bean and he ordered a second round Ugh. he didn't understand what i was trying to indicate so suddenly, uh, yeah, I, I had two of them and a bad old-fashioned. Long story short, is a story made four words longer. Uh, I got home and was not feeling good, even going to sleep. Mm-hmm. So when Oof. the podcast had to be recorded at, would have been six in the morning my time? Uh, I didn't make it. Sorry, yes. sorry guys. Sorry. But when six in the morning was was uh, excessive. I, I, I didn't realize uh, I actually have it. I have your time zone saved on my phone now, so I know what time it is in Chicago. Yeah. Well, now you know. Yes. Yes. And for those interested in knowing what time it is in Chicago, Google. Currently. <laughs> Currently, it's May I refer you to google.com. Yeah, it's half three. So we, we chose a more reasonable time here. I've been up. I've been out. I've been to the gym. I've lifted. I've pushed. I've hauled. I've heaved. I ate a, a protein bar. I've come back. I've written. I've drawn. I've typed. I've sat, I watched an episode of BBC's, BBC? BBC's Ghosts. Uh, is that about ghosts? It is about ghosts, yeah. It's is that about... the one with Cersei in it? No. Cersei? Or maybe she's in something about robots. No, maybe it's about robots. No, it was, it's a, like a BBC gentle comedy about a, you know, a, a young couple that inherit a mansion. And it's populated with ghosts of everyone that's ever lived on that land. Beetlejuice. Uh, it's a little bit, yeah. And one of them falls out the window and has a head injury and suddenly she can see the ghosts because she got oh. close to death. And it's good fun. It's a it's a very nice, light uh, piece of entertainment to eat breakfast over. The Americans have made a version of it because, of course... Um, but, like, you do go, you know, there are shots in it that are really ropey CG and... Um, yeah, but like I think you have to be forgiven with TV. You just have to be. Yeah. It's it's about the story as opposed to like look look at fucking Doctor Who and it's massive fan and it's it looks like dog shit. Yeah, it's got good episodes and bad episodes, but um, what I always like about Doctor Who is the ideas outre- outreach the capacity to execute them, and that's yeah, well, that's, that's sometimes like some but of our favorite tell the story than not. Yeah, some of our favorite sci-fi stuff from the. 70s and 80s and 90s is cool because they didn't quite nail it, you know? Um, yeah. Like the Total Recall remake 
I don't care that there's a big CG fly through through skyscrapers, but I enjoy Arnold Schwarzenegger taking off that like practical, weird yes, yeah. plastic head, you know? Yeah, and his eyes bulging out of his head and all that jazz. Yeah, it's fun. Like, it's the kind and of thing that you watch person. as an audience member and you're like, I can kind of see how they did this and yeah. it's leading to great effect. Still looks ropey, still effective. It's, it's good, it's fun. Yes. And, uh, what have what else have you been doing this week? Oh, you were saying you were drawing. What you were drawing? I was trying to do some drawings for the podcast. Like I think I told you, um, I am behind illustration wise because I dropped my Apple pencil and yes. it stopped working, and I had to go and get a new nib as per your suggestion because yes. I was like fully prepared to buy a new, fully prepared to buy a new pen, and um, but the nibs seem to have done the trick. Though I am getting this little like. It's drawing like a little horizontal line every so often, like I'm double tapping or something. So it's not a hundred percent. So I'm trying mm-hmm. to learn how to draw with this little encumberment. Yeah, well, yeah. See, look, see how you get on. At least it's it's like, you know, if if you can if it gets past it or something, it's fine. Maybe turn off and on your iPad again. That's not a bad idea. I haven't done that in a while. Um, yeah. Like yeah, I, I removed the pen and I checked the settings and I did the Bluetooth yeah. and whatnot. But like, you know, sometimes you the pen sensitive anyway look i'm drawing i'm drawing covers i'm a little behind i've got uh i'm trying to draw pope's exorcist for last week's one i think um mm-hmm. that movie is still funny i'm thinking about it i was looking at pictures yeah. of russell really want to watch it really want to watch it you it's should on, it's on it's on the cinema here so i'll go check it out great great so I did get a chance to watch a bunch of stuff this week um because a lot of stuff came on streaming i guess as well um I could start with the Mario movie that got a that got a like on demand or release or whatever you want to call it, um, and I think it's in the cinemas in Ireland. Did you get to see Mario? I saw Mario. Yes, cool. Yeah, yeah. What did you make of Mario uh, then? I have zero complaints about it. Interesting. It was good fun. The soundtrack was very clever and a lot of fun. Uh, it's great. Pinch's Peach was badass. Donkey Kong was hilarious. Mario and Luigi are super endearing. Um, Bowser was great. I love um, Jack Black doing Bowser's voice. The song Peaches was hilarious. Uh, like kind of, you know. I, as I, a, I feel like I'm taking crazy pills on that because I watched people like react to the music video he did as well and the the like social media stuff for it. He's just saying Peaches over and over again. Uh, I think it's funny in the movie. I've not seen any of the social stuff. Uh, it's him. Um, He's done a video for it. Like I'm trying to like... I'm going to see if I can get the lyrics to Jack Black's Peaches, because it's just Peaches, 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 Peaches. Yeah, but like, it's a little riffy thing, and it's like, yes, I don't... Yes, but it's, it's, it's a kid's movie, and it was an entertaining scene in the movie. Yeah, I object to this concept. What do you mean? Uh, dismissing crap no, oh, I, as I know, it's a kid's movie. No, I know we've talked about that before, but I'm just trying to say it's just like, you know... Like I think it's like it's like adults run run with things then and they make it fucking. It's like I guess it's just people are trying to be that whole fucking two thousand thing of being random or they think it's quirky. You know, it was fine in the movie and I enjoyed it. Okay. Uh, like what else did you like about the movie? Um, that was like I said, the soundtrack I thought was really clever. You'd always get a little nod to a Mario like a. Uh, 
tune you know you'd be like oh yeah that and like and i think also they incorporated so much of the games and the different games that like i think it could serve a lot to entertain different fans of different ages and different times like if it was mario 64 mario kart mario luigi's mansion uh mario sunshine uh sorry mario sunshine smash brothers i felt like there was a thing taken from each each movie or each, sorry each video game and kind of implemented in the movie i think how they did the suits was like or the boxes and the power-ups was all, I, I think it was a very very clever movie how it was executed you know mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. what do you think you're just reading stuff online i am um, i'm just trying to get some of the additional stuff for it so like it was written by matthew fogel who wrote the minions the rise of Gru, and the lego movie too it's directed yes. by Aaron Horvath, um, who did Teen Titans Go. He also uh, it's also directed by Michael Jelenic, who's worked on Teen Titans Go, Batman: The Brave and the Bold, and Peter Liduk, who Liduk Liduk uh The Grinch, Despicable Me, two thousand and ten, as well. So. I'm just trying to get some of the additional context there. It is an illumination film, so you get the little yes. minions at the start going, Illumination! I don't like minions, FYI. Yes. But. Now, when that happened is when I kind of went, uh-oh. Because I didn't have much fun with this movie. You didn't like Mario? I didn't. It didn't do it for me. <gasps> I really? can I can objectively I'm go shocked. and tell you that they rendered the world beautifully. They delivered okay. what we know to be the components of Mario's world. The the yeah, power-up blocks, the Mario Kart, the Mushroom Kingdom. We've got Toad, we've got Peach, we've got that. We've got his relationship with Luigi. They're the brothers, they're trying to be plumbers. They look great. They kind of give us the accents, but also throw away the accents. Uh, in that opening scene when they're in the diner, you've got Jumpman playing Donkey Kong, which is kind of fun. Mm-hmm. Like That's the original iteration of Mario, like when they first drew this plumber guy. But after that, after the sort of technical achievement of making it look perfect, which they did, undeniably they made it look perfect, uh, I didn't have fun. I, 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 Illumination's too flippant and too child-focused for me. And I know that the argument is always, oh, but it's a kid's film. But I always go, yeah, but so is everything Pixar or DreamWorks or, or Warner's or like, every way that's made a... Film that is suitable. Disney. Disney? Or Disney. Yeah, Disney too. Any any way that, like, the best animated films for me are the ones that, like, again, I I always think it's film that is suitable for children. Yes. As opposed to children's films that that aim below the, like, I don't think you should dumb down necessarily because I don't think I laughed outrageously at anything that it was maybe a kid is losing his damn mind I don't know but like I just I think you get a longer when you make a film like this the way they have made it those kids will love that film and then they will grow into adults and they will watch that film and go oh yeah it's kind of goofy whereas when I watch Wreck-It Ralph Rekoraf is great. I know that kids are going to watch that film and go, this is so much fun. Bright colors, Mario Kart, take off, 
you know, there's the action bit with the the hordes of insects doing the kind of Halo vibe. Yeah, all the game chops, yeah. Uh, Fix It Felix is great fun. The Street Fighter stuff is there. It's so much fun. But at the heart of it, like, he has an Iron Giant moment at the end, doesn't he? Where he's flying mm. to the thing, just sacrificing himself to save the... Like, there's such good development of character and relationships between these characters. And for me, that isn't there in Mario. It's... It's going to entertain your children, but I'm bored by it. And I think those adults who grew up watching it are not going to be able to hold on to it in the way that they could something like Wreck-It Ralph, you know? You, uh, it, I mean, it's, it's one of those things that you go, I would put, like, even go, oh, I love this when I was a kid. I'll put the kids in front of it, but you're not watching it again. I probably won't watch it again. Yep. But I mean, uh, I mean the, the the concept of you, a person who has a child, you'll go, yes. oh, I love oh, yeah, this yeah. when I was a kid. Off well, you go and watch. You, unless your child hyper fixates on it and then see, oh, you can watch. Sure. Hours no, but hours. but you know what I'm saying beyond the concept of hyper. Yes. If no, it were a good course, enough film, you'd I, sit down and watch the film. I understand what you're saying. But I, I liked it though. Like kind of, but then again, like, I guess like, you know, uh, I'm quite happy to kind of go to the cinema at once and see it. Actually, I would be looking forward to a sequel though with Yoshi. That'd be great. But did you... Like, you just said you'll probably not watch it again. Oh, but yeah, but I, I don't watch many movies. But have you, wa- you watched Wreck-It Ralph more than once? I, I watched the first one twice because I wanted to watch the second one and the person I was with hadn't seen the first one. But Wreck-It Ralph was great the first and second time. It is a great movie. Wreck-It Ralph is awesome. Yeah. So that, that's my thing with it. Like, if I, if I want to get into... Again, it's... Like I was, I'm always, I don't dismiss I, the effectiveness of what this is, but I'm not interested in extended, like, Mario action sequences where, you know, the camera pivots to a locked off 90 degrees and we do a side scroller through a construction site. I thought that looked, you know, that's just going, hey, remember this is a video game? And it's like, yeah, it's a video game. We know this. Don't do this to us. Um... Okay, interesting. Jeez, you're a very critical. Person. I know I am, and I'm. I'm sorry. Do you have a negative? Do you think you have a negative uh, yeah. bias? I I think I have a tendency to be critical first, and then have to walk myself back to a place where it's good. And I can tell yeah. you, it's it's absolutely a great movie. But like, why why do we need to spend the first fifteen minutes with Mario finding his way into the Mushroom Kingdom? It's Mario. He lives in the Mushroom Kingdom. Let's go. Or do you think Mario lives in the Mushroom Kingdom? After 30-odd years of video games, have you seen him spending much time in the Bronx? No. Don't, don't ruin Mario on me, dude. No, but that's what I'm saying. It's like, I, I, I didn't need... I don't think anybody needed to spend 20 minutes justifying him entering the... The, the, the live-action movie. Or having it The live-action movie, live movie had them uh, mm-hmm. being transported into the Mario world, did it? Yeah, I don't know why. Yeah, fair. Um, but look, I saw, I, I watched a handful of movies. Uh, Mario was probably the best out of the three ones okay. I watched. Well, like, even, um, I know you mentioned you liked the music. The The Mario music that was in there was great. They've got 30 years, 40 years of score. Of tunes. So why am I getting six record, like, needle drops in the first five minutes of it? Like, every time they go to do something... You know, it, it's... Because it's fun. It's about instant gratification constantly. Give me those dopamines. I need it. Yeah, but it's borrowing more, affection more, more. from the song rather than making a good moment. Ah. 
Anywho. Like, uh, so Mark's out, Mark's uh, out of 10? Five. <laughs> thumbs up, thumbs down? Horizontal. Down. I'm not watching thumbs that up. again. Down. Bam. Because I can't um, even argue that the art direction is astounding because it's Mario. It looks like Mario. Great job. You rendered Mario. Nintendo I like the little water. I like I like the little water drop. <laughs> you like what? The water drop. Yay! Mercy, mm-hmm. <laughs> death. That was hilarious. Yeah. Uh, I don't know, man. There, I enjoyed it, you know. But I'm a I'm a far more easily pleased person than you. Yeah, it, it's just drop. even things like when you think about, and it, that this is where I got the first like moment of like real whiplash with it is when he lands in the Mushroom Kingdom sits up and Toad is there and goes, don't eat that mushroom. Oh, wait, you can't eat that mushroom. Let's go. I'm Mario. I'm Toad. I'm going to take you to the... It's like, hold on. This 50 seconds of dialogue exchange is just like shotgunning through narrative steps and character. You know, like, would you... Would you, inside of 50 seconds, have decided a new plan that gets you marching to the Mushroom Kingdom? I'm very impulsive and impressionable. Let's be fair. This is true. This I is also true. I also think Mario is a thumbs down five out of ten movie now too. I think I, I, I didn't enjoy it at all. What what were you going to review it before I opened my fat mouth? <laughs> I don't know. I, didn't, I don't have I don't have thoughts. Um, I give Mario a good. I'd say a good seven out of ten for sure. Fair. Uh, I think you know. I think if uh, anybody wanted to see Mario and like say you know, I think I I think it's like you know definitely worth a watch. But and, and I, I wish I saw it in the cinema sooner. Yeah, I do. I do think that there's like when I had the highest of hopes for this film because I did. I really loved the trailer. My thought was, uh, my thought was that like that shot you get of everybody in their go karts. Like I think the line in the trailer is, "There's a whole galaxy out there for us," and then you see all of the go karts cruising down Rainbow Road towards the camera and I thought that's going to be the last shot of the movie that's going to be them like opening some galactic doorway that lets them travel between worlds maybe they're trying to find his way home maybe they're trying to whatever that's going to be the end of the movie cool and they just got them into Mario Karts and selecting car parts and just making sight gags around that yeah it's great 30 minutes 40 minutes in it was just like oh this is then they just went for a drive and did Mario Kart uh, yeah, the 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 Kong guy in the white jacket doing the Miami Vice bit, like Take on Me, starts playing. Yeah, cool. It's fine. It's fine. Kids are gonna. Yeah, I love too. Kids aren't gonna like Take on Me. Kids don't know what the fuck Take on Me is, so that's the concession for the parents. That was the biggest song in when I was born in 1988 of the month I was born, which is a bit of a bummer. Hmm. No, not Take Me. No, oh, actually, it was the Rick and Roll one. Oh yeah, Rick Astley. Yeah. Which is even worse. So look, it's it just I wish Disney, DreamWorks, Warner's. I just wish someone else had made it. Anyway, I guess. Um, well, I'm not a Minions guy to be honest, no. but uh, uh, in my opinion, which isn't very valid, it's I think completely Mario valid. Best Illuminations movie they did. I did. Did I tell you I watched that Lucky one by Sky? Oh, you did. How was that? It was rubbish. I did. I, man, it was fucking like. I look. I. I, I tell can't tell us what that is, though. Tell us what that is, because sky. What are they called? Sky dance. Sky shot. Sky. Sky something. It's the new John uh, John Lassander from uh, Pixar acclaim who has kind of. 
kind of had to reevaluate his life and his approach to to how he works. John Lasseter got cancelled for being handsy. Yes. Moved to a different studio yeah. that cared less about that. Yes, Proceed. I think they're owned by I think they're owned by Apple. Yeah, but I could be wrong. Uh, and yeah, Skydance. I think they're called Skydance. I did a movie called Lucky, and it was kind of based on a girl who had no luck who found a coin to get her luck or something. But uh, like, ah, oh, unimaginative. Like so many missed opportunities. A bit poor. You know when sometimes animation animated movies come out and it's just like there's no character. Like as in like there's no heart. Animation movies need animated movies need heart. It is Skydance. Yeah. Um, lucky. Yeah, it's it's hard to like capture lightning in a bottle. You know, like they had. It's called Luck, 2022. Uh, computer animated fantasy comedy directed by Peggy Holmes and co-directed by Javier Abad. Uh, well, what did it get? I know we don't really go by reviews online, but what did it get? 48%. Yeah. On and there was just some things of it just for no, no crack, no good. But uh, let's not get distracted. I watched two other movies. Okay, what did you watch? Dungeons and Dragons. Oh yeah, we've talked about that on here. I saw it and Brian saw it. How did you find it? Yep. Um, I only okay to be honest. Oh right. I think, yeah. I think that's one that really benefits from getting a group of people together and going to the cinema. Because Fair. if you see it, like I saw it with Chris and his his D and D party. Yeah. You know, like a half dozen yeah. people that play Dungeons and Dragons every week for the last two years, so, three years. Go on. So. I liked it, mm-hmm. uh, but it was only okay. I I kind of wanted a bit more. Like it wasn't as funny as I thought it was going to be. I think the trailer made it look way better. Okay. Uh, I I kind of I didn't find the characters as endearing as I had hoped I'd fa- I would find them. You know, mm. there's aspects I really enjoyed and I really liked, and I think there's, uh, yeah, those parts of it I, I thought were great and stuff. Hugh Grant is brilliant in it, um, like, it's like. It's like it was. It's like I liked it. It mm. was almost there, but not quite for me. Right. And you never, because I, I, I listened to the podcast that you and Brian were talking about the deer scene and stuff. Yeah. When the, when the changeling is being chased and turns into a deer, mm-hmm. I, didn't, I didn't see an issue with that. <sighs> okay. I I, th- like, the, I can't remember, I can't scene, remember what your your issue was with it. I, I my issue with it. Brian's issue with it is that the whole thing is overly elaborate. Now maybe I'm putting words in his mouth. He talks about not being able or not caring or not being connected to extended 3D computer generated traveling shots through environments with big special effects mm-hmm. things happening. And I completely agree. I mostly agree that like yeah, for the like a lot of the time I just completely detach from that because it's like I don't care. This is computers and it doesn't need to be twenty minutes long. You know, like in a movie, an arsenal is not always as effective as one man with a gun because that gun could go off. Like it's it's more dangerous sometimes. Uh, the my issue and the point where I do agree with Brian is that throughout that entire sequence, the shape shifting is useful for a lot of it um, and is very well executed digitally like it looks amazing like when she mm-hmm. turns it from the fly into the mouse into the suit of armor and she walks in and she compresses mm-hmm. into the cat into the thing and climbs out the window and turns it to the bird mm-hmm. and lands in the tent and it's great and it's great and it's great and it's great and then that deer 
just looks wrong. It doesn't okay. sit. It's it's the last thing on the list. It's like I, part of you goes, maybe they should have started production with the deer and put more money and time into it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, but it's the last thing in the chase. It's the ropiest one of the bunch. And maybe we're being unforgiving as well because like, Usually, it, yeah. it's a tricky, tricky fucking animal to make look right because even I mean I'm not that I've watched a lot of footage of deers but like when they start getting chaotic and scrambling and those long legs start moving around they look a bit nuts even in reality somebody who's watched a lot of footage of deers I've watched a lot of footage of deers over the years Mm -hmm. Um, between Mm -hmm. hunting videos Attenborough videos animating stuff you reference things you know Um, once they start like scattering or scrambling like it, they can look chaotic. So the fact that it's not the most convincing render, like the owl bear, looked better because you don't have to convince me an owl bear is real. I don't know what an owl bear yeah, looks like. In, I liked. I, I thought the owl bear was class. Owl bear was great. It was so much fun. It's just that that deer is trying to look so real. Like even the shot before where she's the weird carnivorous bird. Like I can disconnect yeah. from it because it's a weird carnivorous bird. But when you told me I a liked, deer, yeah. I liked I liked kind of some of the characters in it, but not all of the characters. Okay, who did you um, like? Um, well, Hugh Grant was gas in it. He was very good. Yeah, uh, I felt I felt Chris Pine was a little bit, you know, meh. Okay, I would suggest um, giving it a little bit of a give it a gap, give it a rewatch. And yeah, go I could, watch I could it do again, man, you know, because when I, I went will, into yeah. it, because I did watch it a second time. Um, I once I knew everybody's journey a little bit and mm. knew what to expect of his character. Uh, I liked him more. I liked him a lot more. I knew where he was. I thought going he was going to be more jovial more. and more fun and stuff. He's a bard and things, and mm. I thought that was going to be a little bit more comedic. But yeah, wasn't as comedic as I wanted. And uh, I like Michelle Rodriguez. Yeah, but then I job. saw that video Brian posted this morning, and yeah. So I think I I shared that. There's oh, a sorry. few clips uh, of her over the does years. Does she really think? Trump does she is she a Trump supporter? I don't know. I don't want to guess. Really, I'd like. Let's not let, here. Look, let's cut it out. Let's not get into it. No, 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 no. I'm happy to have the conversation. Oh, it's not the it's not the end of the world. Yeah. Like I'm gonna I'm gonna steer away from the Trump thing. But what I'm going to say is that you can look at Michelle Rodriguez's career. Just edit that so it's tidier. But yes, and she you has can look at had a number of uh, instances where she's come out of bars and she's been shit talking all night. And she says the wrong thing in front of a journalist. And she had some drink driving issues when she was on Lost. And, like, none of those things should be factored in to actually judge her, really. Except that she's sort of given a press conference now going, come on, we can't make Marvel movies forever. Like, what are we going to do? Come on, we got to move on. It's like, people are pointing at the fact that, like, she's been in 10 Fast and the Furious movies. Yeah, and Avatar and stuff. I like, I like her, though. I like her. I think she's cool, but... No, but but it's just like if she's talking about the sort of the mundaneness of Hollywood, it's like, well, stop doing Fast and the Furious movies. Yeah, you can't. You can't like, like, as in, like, I'd be the very person to say, like, kind of, you know, they're all, they're all, uh, uh, I can't think of the word, but uh, uh, spectacles. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's like, it's, it's like one man's garbage, another man's treasure. Like, but you really can't, you really can't distinguish between a fucking Marvel movie and uh, a Fast and Furious movie just in the sense of just yeah. like they tickle different parts of people but they're more or less the same 
nonsense and entertainment. Beyond that, right? I love comics. Her her standing on a press conference and going, can't keep making Marvel movies forever, is a kind of fundamental misunderstanding of Marvel. That is like saying you can't keep making Warner Brothers movies forever. Yeah. It's a studio. They'll make whatever movie they think is going to make them money. Yeah, yeah, true, true, true. They've got a catalog of self-generating, and I don't mean self-generating, but like they have self-generating movies because they have a publishing house where people are writing content, and there's content in the Marvel catalog that is horror. worth of content. Horror, romance, fucking race cars, science fiction, fantasy, like... There's no. We saw it with uh, Werewolf by Night. Like we don't. And when that came out, if you remember, I was reading on the Marvel app some of the early Black Knight stuff. Like I know we've got what's his face from Game of Thrones lined up to play the Black Knight, but there's no reason why we don't do a sword and sorcery Marvel movie set in the twelve hundreds. Fucking dude! Even if he was transported, there you go. Who cares? I would fucking take away the love, 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 just love, love it. Marvel does sword and sorcery. Marvel owned Conan. For ages, you know? I know. Marvel, yeah. Marvel Comics, we've said this a while back, Men in Black is a Marvel's comic. Dude, Amazing Fantasy uh, was relaunched there like a year or two ago, mm-hmm. and it did fucking phenomenally well uh, yeah. on sale-wise, you know? Yeah. Um, so, so, you know, there is an audience there for it. So her but saying they can't keep making Marvel movies is, you're, you're, you're talking about a studio, not a genre, mm-hmm. you know? You can't Fair. keep making 20th Century Fox movies. You can't keep making Disney but, movies. Like, what are you talking? I know. About? Yeah, well, that that's a good point. That's such a like, as an that's a good way to kind of like. Um, it's a good yeah, way to cut herself out of films. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, I fucking I wouldn't say it's a boo to one of the largest production companies going at the moment. You know. Yeah, well, there's there's a half dozen studios some. making films. Why are you alienating one of them? But also, you did Avatar. It's the same nonsense. Avatar, that's Fox, right? And, yeah, but I'm just saying it's yeah. it's the same. Same over-the-top 3D nonsense, like, you know? Yeah. Um, speaking of over-the-top 3D nonsense, the mm. third movie I watched uh, this week was Shazam! Fury of the Gods! Sorry for your troubles this week. Yeah. Not Shazam! Fury of the Gods, right? Was not as bad as I thought it was going to be. Right. However, mm. like... Bad. Yeah. Especially that third act, really. Like, you, I could be... I could say that I was having fun with that movie for a large chunk of it. But around the time they get to the third act and they're just... They've put Lucy Liu and Helen Mirren on a dragon and they're oh, just riding I'm sure around. Helen Mirren's fucking out of the picture that scene or whatever. Or that uh, but except she isn't. But except she is. But except she isn't. Yeah. Oh, man. Uh, and then also, I just want to say... The wizard is dead, but he isn't. The wizard is with them, oh, but he's not with them. The cameos yeah, are horrible. Know, Sorry, you I tell know. me what you liked about the movie. Uh, I didn't really... It's not that I didn't really like much of the movie. It's just it's such a fucking meh movie, you know? Mm. But, uh, yeah, just like kind of... That poor... Like I saw something recently. The guy who plays the wizard, and he's a great actor. I just Jimon can't Hansu. think his name. He was saying he's basically living like paycheck to paycheck. He's eating like fuck all, and he's like, you know, there's no money. But um, and then they kind of gave him a uh, like, um, like you know, spoiler alert, like kind of, you know, but we're also doing you a favor. 
Um, but uh, then when he, he appears at the end and he's all dressed up nice and all that kind of stuff, it's like, oh, you know, um, but stuff to do with the parents and the 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 you know Billy Batson, you know Shazam's annoying as fucking it. He's not in, he's not like particularly likable at all, you know. The wizard um, or the superhero, the kid, uh, Billy Batson, mm. Zach Levy. He's not, he's a, he's a, he's not he's not like a he's not a lovable rogue or endearing like a Star Lord or even a fucking peacemaker, you know. Like Shazam was fucking annoying in that movie. Uh, Captain Every Power as well, stuff like that's kind of annoying. What's that? But like. And then that kid, hang on, I just want to say one thing. So one of the sisters, mm. the Greek, the daughters of Atlas, one of them ends up staying behind at the end of the movie. Spoiler alert, like, you know, put a throwing a warning or whatever. But uh, what are the, ah, fuck it. Uh, one of the, one of the Atlas, daughters of Atlas mm. stays behind and decides to live in the real world. It's like, you're 60, you're 6,000 years old. You've said you're 6,000 years old. Yep. You're holding hands with a guy who's not even 18 and you're going to date him. It's like, is that like, is that not fucking weird? I know she's meant to be like, all the same age, but like, fucking Sprite didn't do it in the Eternals because that would have been fucking weird. Hmm. Yeah, it's a little odd. It's a lot. I mean, I think we talked a little bit about that scene where Jimon Hansu shows up at the house to get his yeah. staff. Yeah. That is like kind of a post-credits or a tag scene or an epilogue scene Can't or whatever remember, you call yeah. it. But it's <gasps> oh, directly Jesus. after yeah. the scene where they're doing the funereal thing, where he is standing with everybody holding his staff. So at what point between those two scenes did he decide to leave the staff at their house? And come and back. And the other, the other final scene with the Mark Strong in the cell, and how come Mark Strong gets so many comic book movie roles as villains and stuff? I mean, I like him, but wait, then there's that's Mega That's after the first something. one, right? No, this is this is a final scene after. Well, at least the version I watched it was there. Okay, I got to um, double check it. Maybe I, maybe I missed. That they did they go back to him with the worm? Because they did yeah, that at the end of the prison. first one. I missed, yeah, I didn't even leave again time. or something. He had a big beard and all that kind of stuff. Okay, right. Yeah. Well, look into that. But, um... No. No. Uh, <laughs> I will, I will. But, like, you know, to be honest, man, it's just like... Uh, like, some of the monster stuff I thought was kind of cool, you know? Uh, mm. I like I like kind of seeing those, like, Ray Howard, uh, Housen type of uh, Cyclopses and all that kind of stuff. Mm. That stuff is fun. Um, Unicorn stuff. But, like, the unicorn stuff was terrible and taste the rainbow and then she says it again the next scene taste the rainbow and it's just like either or line would have been appropriate but not both times you know it's like it's like like kind of like having a like you know Mark Katz in um, Guardians of the Galaxy Star Wars drops the F-bomb and then it'd be like kind of like doing the exact same bit in the next scene and it's just like no it's like more effective if it was either or sorry, if it was one or the other, but not both, you know, mm-hmm. she's issue like taste the rainbow, and then next scene is like taste the rainbow. And it's just like would have been would have been better just to keep it at one, but um, but uh, but then again, like I didn't give a fuck about dragons and all this nonsense shit. Like like why do a superhero movie like Shazam where he's fighting elderly people and mythical dragons and stuff? It's just like and like and having like focusing on all the other Shazam people and stuff. It's just like. Ah, it was boring as fuck. And then, like, they're in the te- they're in the, the the temple place, and they had Steve the Wizard writing the stuff down and reading the things. Don't you know? Oh man, it was it was uh, not as genuinely not as bad as I thought it was. Even though I'm shitting on it, I can't even tell you the things I liked other than 
like I feel like yeah I feel like I was expecting just complete dog shit but it was more disappointing it was yeah it was just it was it wasn't complete another dog shit the evidence of the money that they put into it and the things that they executed were so technically proficient that you do come away from it going couldn't you have made this good yeah because you clearly put a lot of money into it yeah Uh he has this goodbye scene with his family and then he flies off to fight them flies off to fight them and then they create a little force field around a stadium and then he walks over to his family again to have another little goodbye scene. And it's like, why did we do this twice? Other than they, other than it was in a script, they shot it, decided hmm, maybe not, and they shot something else because they wrote a different scene. And that's how you end up with two or three versions of the same idea in a thing, that they they shoot both scenes just to have them and then they don't make a decision. Yeah. That's how you end up with four fucking tags like the graveyard scene like the dinner scene like the you know where it's yeah well, you're, that's like you're right that's why she probably said taste the rainbow twice you know yeah and two I, separate scenes that like uh john voight in national treasure 2 i think i think it's the second one yeah great movie but he gets he has about four instances where he looks to nicholas cage and goes maintain the status quo or something along those lines mm-hmm. like and this idea that maintaining this whatever whatever the concept is it's a fun idea maybe and they said let's get it let's get it in the movie great oh maybe we won't put it there let's let's put it at this moment because this is also a pivotal moment where he might have to like act rashly or otherwise oh but here's another moment where he might have to act rashly or otherwise so we can have him say it here and you know we'll just choose one to use and then it's in there four times yeah and i'm just like shut up at the fucking status quo like you you delivered this line once as if it was weighty and as an actor, you were asked to deliver a weighty version of that line delivery four or five times. But it was up to an editor and a director then to go, we only need this once. Yeah, fair. I'm talking as if I know what I talk about. But I don't. Well, you know, uh, we are we are uh, 100 episodes in. Hmm? But We've learned a lot. It's like the... It's like the whole, uh, I feel a great swell of pity for anybody who comes to this school looking for trouble. It's like I've heard it too many times now to, for it to resonate anymore. Mm. Speaking of X-Men, um, I'm going to embark on adventure, and on an adventure, and I'm going to bring you guys along with me. All right. Tell me about this adventure. I'm going to revisit classic X-Men story arc. Age of Apocalypse. Controversial X Men story arc, right? Like that was what, like a big nineties yeah. chaos arc where it's like this is bullshit, but also we love it type of thing, right? Yeah, yep, yeah. Like the, so the, there's I, like a lot of love and a lot of hate for that period of X Men. Yeah, I know. Yeah, so I'm I'm super super pumped to uh, get into because I've been having a hankering from some X Men. Um, I also have Messiah Complex, so what I what I'll do I like is so what do you think I should do? Oh, do Age of Apocalypse. Stand by your yeah, stand by your do... thing here. Now yeah. just tell me, um, tell me and tell our listeners and tell anybody else. Like, obviously, I guess you're going to break this up quasi episodic. So, what issue are we starting with? Because I can I so can get it I, up on the app here. I think. Yeah. So basically, uh, I'm trying to find the different reading guides. Okay. Mm-hmm. 
shout out to the, the folks at Subsidy because they hooked me up with an awesome deal uh, with the Age of Apocalypse uh, single issue uh, from the 90s. And they are beautiful fucking condition. And I got the whole, bot, whole lot. And uh, well, 90, I say 99% of it. There might be, I have to, I have to kind of look through it more thoroughly, but there might be one or two issues I'm missing. But um, I also have the Marvel app, so I'm not too concerned about it. But um, uh, I want to kind of, I, I need to sort out exactly uh, the, what would you say, exactly the reading guide that I'm going to go for. I might just follow Marvel's official one, even though there is multiple ones out there. But the guys in, in Subsidy, Rob's in Subsidy was basically just like, you can read Alpha first, any of the rest of them, and then end with Omega. I have, I have like, Gambit and the Eternals. I have, like, I everything. It's it's so fucking cool. Um, and I'm so looking forward to just getting in, stuck into just, like, <laughs> dirty 1990s X-Men, you know? It's going to be so much fun. So, um, when you say Alpha, right? Sorry, I'm, I'm trying to look this up at the stage time. Age of Apocalypse Alpha. Yes, I gave you, sent you the reading guide, right? Okay. But if you go, if you go onto the Marvel Unlimited app, Mm-hmm. You can you can find events. You can go to the Age of Apocalypse, and they'll have them all there. So, but we're talking. Is that still going to be as according to this reading guide? X Men number thirty eight from nineteen ninety one is your first issue. That's uh yeah that's a prelude to Age of Apocalypse reading order. So there's a few ones I need. I, I have some of those already. Um, and then Age of Apocalypse suggested reading order, uh, but that's oh. some stuff from two thousand and one. Um, right, so that's starting with some stuff that feeds backwards, is it? It, it must be, mm, yeah. That's interesting. But I know Blink was a big part of it. I, I, I'd have to kind of just do a little bit more research before I go hell for leather with it's it. Probably a little but, origin um, of Blink because I don't know much about that character. Yeah, because I have basically from I think I have X Men Chronicles uh, issue one nineteen ninety five. Yeah. Uh, and I had so on so forth. So I have the first, all of that stuff. The first two issues that we're suggesting then, of according to this Age of Apocalypse suggested reading order, and that we're going to look at and talk about next week. Or yeah, so, yeah, we do that. Yeah, 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 for sure, for sure, bro. So yeah, one hundred percent. Will we look at the first two issues? Or how yes, many? How many well, oh, well, kind of like I was kind of just going to do a breakdown of like you know I can do two issues per episode. Okay, there's 45 episodes there, so we'll be talking about it for a bit. Yeah, but why not? Like, it's great. Let's see how it goes. Great. Yeah. Um, so, uh, issue one and two of X Men Chronicles from 1995. Yeah, I can start there. Cool. Yeah, um, but just leave me leave it with me because I'm going to have a, just a little look into some stuff. And see if I can kind of, if I can, if what, what I have exactly, and see if I need to start, uh, like, you know, kind of like the X-Men uh, issue 38 and see how I get on. Mm-hmm. Um, because I know I have one or two of them, maybe. So I'll just have to see. But 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 I think I think it's safe to say, like, starting from X-Men Chronicles issue 1 and 2 would probably be the safest bet. Yeah, I think if I think that's the um, I think that's the move really. Like, if you have the collected age of apocalypse, and we're telling an audience here that we're going to read this, and if you want, join in, grab your Marvel Unlimited app, grab whatever comics you have to hand, 
read mm-hmm. comics however you might read comics, nudge, nudge, wink, wink. Um, we're starting with the two 1995 issues, X-Men Chronicles, number yeah, one fair. and number two. And, yeah. you know, there's all there. this side stuff and extended universe and preludes and exludes and whatever the hell, but we'll, we'll just start there. Yeah. Great. Apocalypse yeah, Classic. Cool Cool yeah, beans. why not? Let's let's check it out because it's it's a it's 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 a funny one. Yeah. Um, I got a couple see. of more uh, movie thoughts, I guess, because the weekend I've had a few extra days since we spoke, so I, I watched a bunch of stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I watched Sisu. Oh, okay. No spoilers. No spoilers. I really want to watch it. Okay, I'm going. To, I, I mean, you've seen the trailer. A man yeah, is going to fight Nazis. A lot. Yeah. Yeah. I would I have one comment though. Mm-hmm. His dog mm-hmm. is a bedlitten terrier. Yeah. And that's what Bjorg is mixed with. Oh, that's very nice to know. Bjorg is a whippet slash bedlitten terrier or whatever it's called. I don't know. I just tell people she's a whippet cross. I do because she's got it just the way she is. Hmm. Yeah. Well, um we uh, myself and Chris watched Sisu. And Shout out to Chris. a lot of fun. Uh, there good. is some beautiful cinematography in it. We did spend a good chunk of the first 10, 15 minutes going, wow, that's a great shot. There's so much texture in the soil. It's so much like that's great horizon length. That held really nicely. Uh, it gets silly as you kind of want it to. You see some stuff that you're like, I haven't seen anybody do that before, which is great. Mm-hmm. It's inventive, mm-hmm. especially mm-hmm. in this sort of like violent... Yeah. roller coaster that you're sort of engaging on it's funny how there are moments where maybe it's the film nerd in me i'm watching this thing that like they know they're a finnish production and they made you know troll hunter and rare exports and that sort of stuff they're very good at visual storytelling so there comes a point where it's like when the nazi is picking the Nazi leader is picking one of his team members to send down a road. All this guy needs to do is look to his right, point at him, and point down the road. That's all you need to do. He does not need to say, you there, get your things together and go down the road, run along the sides. You don't need the dialogue. It's actually hurting you. It's actually like I'm thinking more Sergio Leone from like mm. like Good, the Bad and the Ugly type of things. Mm-hmm. There's a moment very early on where he, and this isn't a spoiler, where he rides his horse past these Nazis. And these Nazis look at him, and one of them goes to point a gun up at him. And the leader goes, the leader delivers a line. The leader delivers a line. He didn't need to. All he needed to do was just put his hand on the guy's gun and bring it down. Just, Just keep going. And that's the only thing... That's the key thing I think was the problem with it, or the key problem with it, is that there's dopey line delivery and exposition to sort of build a legend or or explain yeah, things. Yeah, I know what you're like, saying, yeah, and, and it's unnecessary, and if anything, took away from it. It's just slightly insecure of itself, and it's just, sh- yes. sh- shut up and let but it go. Sometimes, but sometimes, dude, like, yeah, I'm sure you know yourself, 
like having worked on productions and stuff mm-hmm. and like you know I, I did animation college and blah mm-hmm. blah, blah but uh, sometimes some people just don't give the audience any credit or anything that like and it's just like they'll put it together themselves or it's not necessary to kind of spell it out for them or less is more you know yeah it's a hundred percent that they give him a little Baba Yaga moment where somebody explains his legend and you're like yeah oh I didn't need that at all he is yeah. way more impressive way more yeah, kind of force ambiguous. of nature and yeah yeah, like yeah. Uh, Worst thing they ever did was give Wolverine a, a you know a, a a future and a fucking a beginning yeah. and an end. You yeah, know? characters Keep that shit vague, vague, vague. Ba- uh, Boba Fett, uh, Quint. Um, I like I pointed these sort of like you know backstoryless rogue characters. Mm-hmm. These these mm-hmm. these uh, that we love that we love yeah. until you saddle them with too much history. What's yeah. what's the most interesting thing is what don't I know? Because you start making yeah. it up in your head. The minute yeah. the phrase I've said this before, I fought with your father in the Clone Wars. He was a great pilot and a great friend. Two sentences that make me picture like an epic saga. An epic saga. You don't need to see the knights of old. In my little ten year old brain Transpose yeah. laser swords onto the King Arthur myth. Yeah, Clone Wars. Because Jedi Knights. Well. Yeah. Like, my brain made that way yeah. more impressive than what Damn they well, ultimately well. delivered. We didn't. We never needed to see a Clone War. Yeah, give people the benefit of the doubt. Let them read between the lines. Mm-hmm. It's fun. Yeah. Create your own adventure. Yeah. So, Sisu, I would give seven half. Oh, okay. Eight out of ten. Uh, okay. like, I, I really did have fun. Yeah, it's sure. just, I just think they dropped the ball a little bit. But as much as we love John Wick, and we've talked about John Wick versus the sequels, that first movie as well kind of tapers off, you know, once you get past that nightclub scene and he's being mm-hmm. held hostage and yeah. Willem Dafoe is the sniper and then he breaks out of yeah. that chair and tracks the other guy down to the warehouse. Like that whole back end of it, is a little, you know, it just tapers off a bit. The other things I watched, I'm conscious that it is late for you there, and it's a late issue record. We're getting up on an hour here, so maybe we'll just do an hour episode, um, yep, keeping cool. it tight. I know it's late there, because you guys will be trying to pick up something at the weekend as well. Yeah, I would like to, yeah. Um, well, maybe not the weekend, but at some stage. Let's we'll see like what's possible. If we, can, if we can talk to Brian, yeah. yeah. I'm just, uh, yeah, I'm just, I'm actually, I did a full day in work. I did two days where I came home at nine o'clock at night. So. Yeah. Pretty tough. What time did you get there? This morning, around 11. Okay. Um, lion, is it? Yeah. Um, <laughs> lion, uh, I wish. I won't bet the bully crack a dog walking a dog. But, so, you saw CC. What else did you see? Yeah, I guess I'll finish on this. I watched Air. Is it worth it? Because I'm hearing such nah. mixed things. Nah, okay, fair. I didn't think so. Uh, I mean, kind of I movie, mean, you know? put it on by all means when it's uh, available. Yeah. Watch it. Yeah. I had more fun with Tetris. I want to watch Tetris. Tetris is fun. Tetris. Uh, it just, it, it's, it is the, there's not even a fascinating story there. Like if you watch Tetris and you've got the idea that this guy has to get to the Soviet Union and he's fighting for the rights for this video game between three different game publishers somebody has misrepresented who has the rights 
the Soviet government are like, what the fuck is going on with this video game? There's so many elements at play that it is kind of funny. Mm. But like, and and for the most part, we don't really know how, like, do you know who owns Tetris? Because I know that I can play it on anything. Uh, you I know? imagine Atari are still the owners of it. Well, I they own it at I, all. I, I saw the movie it. and I can't even remember. But it just means that you go in yeah. a little bit like, I'm actually not sure what happened or what happened to any of these people. But yeah, if you're like yeah. Michael Jordan and the Air Jordan, it's like Nike released the shoe and it made everybody billions. Well, that's to see though. I think I think though, like shoes are cool. These guys were like, let's do a movie about something cool, hmm. and it was just like people, just, like you know, because I work with a lot of sneakerheads, yeah. and like they be into it. But it's like, you know, it, it's not one week. Yeah. It's not a bad idea for a movie. I just felt. Uh, yeah, and I've I, I've heard like really good things uh, about it. Also, it just felt uh, so incredibly low stakes. Say that again. It just felt like there were no stakes because. Yeah, yeah, fair, fair, fair. Yep. Um, like if you so told air, me the designer died in the middle of it or had a heart attack, or if you told me there was some like there's no, I don't yeah, know where the story yeah. is. Okay. You know. Fair, fair. But on the other side of that, I watched Hustle, the the Adam Sandler. I said, yeah, Adam Sandler's great. I want to watch it. Is it good? It's great. It's really good fun. It's, he's, he's the best. He's the it's, best. It's, again, it's My Giant, if you ever saw My Giant. Um, with the Andre, Billy Crystal. The Andre, the Andre the Giant movie, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, Andre the Giant. Uh, well, then Andre the Giant. No. I know My Giant. He finds a kind of Eastern European lad in the village and brings him to New York or something, isn't it? Yeah. Or the Amish guy or something. Yeah, I always thought that was. Uh, I always thought that was Andrew Giant. Just as, as memory serves, you know. No. But now you're here, dude. I'm 100 percent wrong. But yeah, yeah. No, that that guy no. was like he was like a, a tall rake of a man. You know, he's one of those like oh yes, long giants. As actual giantism. Andre, yeah, yeah, who's yeah. A, yeah. Andre had the actual yeah. giantism. He was just a elephant. You know, he's a big, thick fella, okay, thick boy. Okay, well, yeah, well. I'm not kidding. Plus, that. my giant was 1998, and Andre the Giant was dead by 90. Fair. Uh, that my giant, great movie though. Good fun, as far as I remember. I haven't seen that probably in like 20 odd years. My giant. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was. A, it was a, like uh, it was fine. I, I wasn't hugely mad on it either. But it's the same thing. It's it's a. I love Billy Crystal. Um, there's a movie like that Billy. with. Um, there's a movie like that with Kevin Bacon trying to find a sprinter, and he finds him in. I don't know where he found him, Africa. Um, there's a few of those like Disney type of movies where it's like finding the first tattoo, finding the rare athlete, and yeah, I know, trying to get and them, and then cashing in on it, and then exploiting them, feeling mm. bad for exploiting them, yeah. and then doing the right thing by yeah. setting them free again. Yeah. <laughs> it's like there you go, run them free. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but hustle's great fun. It's shot really well. Adam Sandler. As much shit as he's gotten over the years, just he does have a magnetic kind of this positivity. This is an Adam Sandler household, and I won't have anything bad said about him under this roof. I'm not saying whether anything you're bad. Zooming in, or whether you're here physically, I'm saying that he has a charisma, an upbeat energy, a, a likableness that has carried him through his career, and I will he does kick well. you in the throat. Um. All right. Uh, he's great yes Alexander's great it was a fun movie uh, uh, 
if anything, I guess the only thing is that like the guy playing the professional basketball player, he's trying to like, like, I don't, I don't know if that guy just isn't a great actor because they found somebody, they found a tall athlete and they got him to act or if he wasn't given quite enough to do. But his mm-hmm. story felt quite two-dimensional. He felt very much like, you a know, you, you may as well have had him training a racehorse. Fair. Oh, jeez. Do you know? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's, yeah. it's, we do feel for the guy's story a bit, but, you know, it's like, I think the, the greatest emotional thing is like his relationship with his daughter and all that really happens there is, you know, he has to go to LA and train basketball for a while. That's tough on any fighter. Sure. So, uh, wide selection of movies covered there this week. Mario. Yep. I'm giving it a, what did I say, five? Five. I'm going to give it a seven. Cool. Did you I like say seven? One. I can't remember. Five Dungeons and Dragons. What are you giving it? Uh, six. Okay. 5.56. Yeah. It's like, it didn't, it did. It wasn't as, uh, as much of a caper as I was hoping it to be, but I will give it a second shot. Okay, I'm a, I'm a sort of seven point five eight. I enjoy it. I like the world. Fair. I want them to do a sequel. I want that yeah. sequel Here, to look, not have sure. the same party. Yeah, I'd love it if like Chris Pine is just playing the lute in the background in a scene in the sequel. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? You just walk past him. Um, I think that could be fun. Uh, what else then? What else did you see? You saw Shazam. Shazam. What are you giving it out of ten? It's not as bad as I thought it was, but it was pretty ropey. I'd say a four. I'm with you there. Four. Yeah, four, four point five, but yeah, four. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you saw Sisu. Sisu. I think I said seven point five. Seven. Oh, yeah. yeah, seven point five. Air. Air. Five. It's not okay. bad, but it's just like I don't care. Honestly, off the back of talking to Brian the other week, if you go to Netflix and you look for the series called Abstract. Uh, yes. Yeah. That that is a series of design and uh, industrial design kind of documentaries about people yeah, that are working their craft. Yeah. And there's one in there about Tink Hatfield, I think his name is, and he designed the Air Jordans from like the the two Air Jordan two Air Jordan three. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's honestly that's more compelling mm-hmm. than this movie. Like, I liked seeing Damon and Affleck on screen together, but that's just because I like seeing those guys on screen together. Yeah, and I'm kind of getting a little, like, not quite as funny, but, like, I'm kind of getting, a, like, a Mathau lemon vibe off the two of them. Do you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. they're working their career opposite each other a bit. Yeah. And I had just watched, um, I just watched a podcast where Kevin Smith was a co-host for three hours, so I kind of had a little dogma Matt Damon, Ben Affleck was, yeah. nostalgia going. Yeah, great movie. Um, yeah. I love that film, yeah. It's good stoopy as fuck, but it's fun. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, Hustle 7? Yeah, fair. Yeah? Fair, fair. Um, it's kind of a week of average-ish movies. I wish yeah. Mario mm-hmm. had been stronger. I'm going to go and see Fast 10. I need to watch them all. <laughs> you don't. You I'll ne- do it. You need to watch the one that's in the cinema right now, because it's never a roller coaster. Me. Don't never tell, me what to do. tell you what to do. Uh, no, like I, I was Chris and I were sort of weighing these odds. It's like those are weighing these options. Um, because I think I haven't seen the last two of them, maybe the last one of them. But I think if I go and watch two or three Fast and the Furious movies now and then go and watch the 10th one, 
I'm going to be numb to car chases and explosions and gunfire. Yeah, I, I, so, I, I just want to learn what condition slash state his family's in to warrant I, that movie. The last Fast and the Furious movie I saw, I swear to God, it's probably eight. It's probably the eighth one. Maybe the seventh one. I saw Furious 7 or whatever it's called with Paul Walker. Yeah. It's been a long time. Yeah. For some of you, my friend. I saw that Beautiful one for sure. Ro- ro- yeah. I saw that one for sure. I we, could, think, we could have even said it. Some, yeah. I think I saw the next one just out of like habit then. And then I was like, oh, I don't care about this anymore. Uh, but I think one or other of those opened with to all intents and purposes, TV title credits with clips from previous movies, if not the movie we were about to see. You know what I mean? I can't remember, bro. The the sequence was your recap, is what I'm saying. You know, like, you you don't have to. They will tell you the state of the family. Just, I think just go and see it and you'll have a ball. But I think if you watch three of these things in a row, you'll go in and go like, yeah, there was explosions and the cars drove fast. Fair, 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 fair. I know what you're saying. Yeah. I am looking forward to The Machine, and that's all my associations. Like, So, uh, I don't know if you're getting any marketing for that in Ireland, actually. Uh, Bert Kreischer, The Machine, have you seen any of that? Uh, I've seen something of it, but that's because you shared it ages ago. I knew they're making a movie about this bit, but uh, yeah, I don't know. So, I don't... It's fair to him. Fair play to him, yeah. exactly. I remember listening to him on the odd podcast, and I liked that I, story. And I, I remember, I remember where he was a part of some comedy reality TV show type of open mic thing, wasn't that? Where he said that bit. That's what that was my impression. He did, of it, he did a he? he did a story on this is not happening on YouTube, which is a like you know it was a comedy yeah. night, but they filmed it, and um, yeah, fair. he told that story on Rogan, and that pushed him to do it everywhere and he's told it other places as well but he is I think of him as a lovable dope I'm sure he's got his problems I'm sure there's people that hate him I'm sure there's people that think less of me for liking him but I enjoy him I think he's a lovable dope I think he means well even we if he's an idiot like the same thing because then the world would be boring it. yeah I, am. I do think that he has associations with other comedy characters that like I'm like oh, I'm not as big into this person at all like Rogan I have thoughts on that guy but this guy's like one step removed so but the thing is, I will say, I've listened to and watched Bert Kreischer content for X amount of years, and it is funny how he has managed to scale up and escalate this to the point that this film is coming out. So when you, when you follow somebody for that long, I just have an affection for the guy. And I'm looking forward to it. And this movie doesn't look like dog shit. It looks... Well, it might look like dog shit, but it looks like really fun. I, like, I'm hoping it's good. I'm hoping it's fun. Yeah. Because um, I remember it's I, I used to listen to... good dog shit in the sense it's solid. Yeah, it's not a bad dog shit in the sense it's wet, and you're picking you're picking up more you're picking up more grass than you are feces, and then the back breaks and it's all up in your fingers and you told yourself you told yourself you were going to bring hand sanitizer with you this time, but you didn't. So yeah, you got shit fingers. You got shit fingers for hands. 